0: There's no doubt that the best place for kids is to be in school, in-person learning, if you can do it safely. That's part of that argument. But the in-person learning is very important. But obviously, through the pandemic, there were an awful lot of changes that had to happen when there were lockdowns and when when schools were only in online learning. For universities and for colleges, uh, there was a lot of online learning. You, you lose that environment. You lose that sort of one-on-one a little bit. But has it provided an opportunity on how to improve online learning? Uh, since we so many had to go to it, there was a... a a focus on trying to find better ways of doing things. Well, one idea that has come up is using artificially powered intelligence, artificial intelligence powered chatbots. I guess in one way you could you could talk about the virtual assistants that shows up on uh, on a number of different websites they can be helpful, sometimes they're not great, but if, if you have artificial intelligence behind that, then, then it can learn, it can get better, and maybe that does improve things. There was an article on uh, theconversation.com that was put together by a number of different authors. We have one of them joining us here this morning, Nadia Nafi, is an assistant professor in educational technology out of the University of Laval. joining us here on 6.30 Ched Mornings. Nadia Nafi, nice to have you here. How are you?
1: Good morning. Thank you for having
0: me. Thanks for thanks for being here. Is this something that is happening right now or being looked at this artificial intelligence powered chatbot?
1: So uh, AI and artificial intelligence, like with with the chatbots, we are already experiencing uh, the chatbots in classes, right? To support uh, online teaching. What we're proposing here in our article is really taking this technology and using it uh, with teaching and learning centers. So going back to what you started in your introduction, you are talking about online learning and uh, the quality of education, right? And the shift and we're not like we're we're going through these uncertain times where we're moving between uh, in-presence or online uh, teaching and, you know, within the weeks we have uh, uh, decisions uh, asking for to, for professors and teachers, even in schools, to shift online. Uh, so these uh, these staff, these professors, need support, and they need support from teaching and learning centres. Uh, just to give you an example, at Université Laval, we have more than 1,600 uh, 1, actually professors and 200 2,000 uh, lecturers, and these guys need to uh, shift their courses online within a few days, sometimes a week, not more. And we have centers to support them, but within the centers, and even I'm I'm, I'm telling you, like Université Laval, we have the biggest teaching and learning centers. We have 150 staff to support uh, our faculty members, but even 150, they cannot help everyone right because yeah. when you're talking about moving online it's not simply copying whatever we're doing offline going b- taking that online we really need to think about the experiences that we're giving to our students because we need to ma- maintain the quality of education when we're moving online and we not only the quality of education we're also looking at all the human interactions online that sometimes we're losing when we're going online yeah. so thinking about the experiences is a very important we're, we're not doing like this is not a small task. So when you're asking these professors to move online, they need support. And to, do, to give them this support, we need, we need really um, huge staff. And you don't, we don't have huge staff. And they have a lot of questions. So what you're proposing here with the chat box, which is already implemented in many education settings, like for example, in, in Georgia Tech, we have these in, in, in many courses to support students. Here we're proposing to support faculty members. So when we have very uh, first-level questions, instead of using the power of these uh, teaching and learning centers to answer frequently asked questions or really first-level questions, we can direct them to chatbots. And chatbots can reply to these very first-based uh, basic questions, and keep our staff to more complex um, tasks, like really reflecting and working on designing uh, learning experiences that would be beneficial yeah. to our students.
0: Yeah, it, it just so, it, that, that makes a lot of sense to just get rid of some of the, the, that that heavy workload uh, in the minor kind of questions and that kind of thing. But but it, it's a matter of how well they work. So if I go online on a website and I'm using a virtual assistant, which is in essence a chatbot, uh, I end up finding I could just go to the frequently asked questions section of the website and I get all the answers I'm going to need. So it's not just about providing them, but it's making sure that it's actually effective and that it's efficient and that it's good information that's coming through these chatbots.
1: Exactly, exactly. the thing is that when you have we have a lot of questions and it's right that you have the frequently asked questions, right, but what you're trying to do with the chatbots is really to have personalized experiences for professors because we have so many different levels, whether digital skills whether it's uh, about teaching uh, online so etc so it's really about facilitating the, the experience and really uh, guiding them towards what they actually need instead of of spending time looking in, you know, the the traditional um, frequently asked questions. So this is something. But the other thing is that we need to in mind that when we talk about chatbots like Siri or Alexa they're not you know they're not um, the, the, the advancements right like the level that they can actually uh, perform with um, it takes time to, to improve it and uh, um, again you need to make sure that you know uh, the expectations are not beyond what a chatbot can do yeah. so that's why we're talking about really first level it's exactly when you ask Alexa or, or um, Siri sometimes you ask ask a question that the chatbot is not programmed to answer and it won't give you the answer, right? Yeah. Um, and and so the idea is really, this would be artificial
0: yeah. intelligence so would learn, it would get better at providing exactly. Uh, answers.
1: Exactly. So now. this is why we're, yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: So where is this then? Uh, you've, you've put this out as, as a proposal, but is it in reality? Is it being done uh, either in different institutions uh, across Canada or in other places around the world? Where are we at with this technology and, and its uh, its use?
1: So the chatbot with uh, with students you already have many examples examples like for example georgia tech uh, researchers are working they already implemented many uh, chatbots uh, we have here in quebec for example we have optania who have uh, uh, Ali, uh, a caring robot uh, that accompanies students uh, when they enter um, the, the, the the like the uh, education settings but the thing is that they they have this again first level guidance, yeah, yeah. and at some point they uh, direct uh, the, the you know the users toward uh, human assistance. So they have uh, specific you know um, guidance that they can offer. Um, but 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 this technology is really being used and being tested, okay. and it's evolving very rapidly. Uh, just before I this let you go.
0: Just, yeah. There's there's an element to, to the article that talks about making sure there's an ethical framework for artificial intelligence in education. What are the concerns? What what are you worried about with that? Uh, that that it's ethical AI. What does that mean? Yeah.
1: So. For- like for whether it's chatbots or any AI uh, use technology, we need to think about data. We need to think about the security. We need to think about uh, even the bias that comes with data because you have a lot of bias that could enter with the data that you're entering. So you have to make sure that you're cleaning your data. And also, we have to think about the data that we're collecting. Like for example, when you are um, the users are interacting with these chatbots, you have their data that is being uh, recorded. Right, so we need to make sure that we're not recording more data than we need to answer the questions, because we need to make sure that we're uh, protecting the users. So this is uh, this is our priority when we talk about AI. Uh,
0: Interesting conversation to have, and I I see this more as a university college kind of a thing, as opposed to to high school or or junior high. Obviously, you're you're focused in on, on that post secondary world
1: it's applied like it can be applied anywhere because in any education settings you have teaching and learning centers right yeah, true. and when yeah exactly so we we can actually apply it in any education settings to help faculty members or professors or teachers uh, to um to to really think about right? To think about their teaching methods and yeah. uh, and adopt their teaching for what's coming because we don't know what's coming, right?
0: <laughs> no, we, we never know. We guess. Exactly. We do the best we can. Yeah, but not. we
1: need to maintain the quality of our education, whether Sorry. it's UK, you know, like to, to any level of education, we need to make sure that we're maintaining this quality of education and we need help from teaching and learning centers and we cannot overwork them. Yeah. So if we can collaborate with the technology, why not why as not. long as we're doing that in an
0: ethical way. Good. Uh, Nadia and Afi, great talking to you this morning. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Okay, have have a a great great day. day.